Welcome to episode 7 of High and Tight on Game Time CT. My name is Scott Erickson, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Pete Paguaga. Nailed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that I get emails, like, tell, talking to me about pronouncing your name? And, really? Uh, yes. People think it's funny. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> like, I seriously, like, work at it. I spend as much time as I do the rest of the show, like, just trying to say it. Well, I do I do appreciate that. It must be nice having a nice, easy one like Erickson. It's easy. <laughs> it, it, it is easy, you know? Um, how you doing? Good, good, good. Glad to have you back. Missed you. Yeah. I missed a few days. I was gone. Apparently, it just rained. It so... rained. You missed nothing. I know. I was really worried. I was like upset that I was going to miss the FCX semifinals and not miss all this baseball. It's like one of my favorite times of the year, and it, it worked out for me. Yes, worked out perfectly for you. It didn't work out for uh, anyone playing I think, baseball. I think I might have pneumonia, um, <laughs> so you know I can't wait. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, I heard a rumor too that the sun might come out today and there might be baseball on the field. I'm not drinking anything until I see it. Until I see until I see a pitch thrown, I'll be happy. Yeah, the original rundown. Pete sends me a rundown for the show every week, and this week it was just uh, five bullet points that said rain. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's it. And that's the end of the show. That's the end of the show. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Uh, no, we do have a lot of things to get to. We got conference tournaments to talk to, uh, standout performances. Um, let's start. You've been up. You've been following North Haven. You've been following DeMeo. You've been looking for that 900th win. Um, tell me what you've seen, you know, going on with that team. Well, I caught up with them on Thursday uh, as uh, they were going after a career win, eight ninety nine for Coach DeMeo. Uh, they beat Law nine one. You know, typical you know North Haven game. Played small ball, got big hits when needed. Multiple pitchers pitched well. Yeah. Um, and they won. And then they were supposed to play Saturday, rained out. Sunday, rained out. And then Monday. They played against Xavier and lost in a really good game to Xavier. Uh, hats off to, to the Falcons. They played really well. Liam uh, Molescu, who we'll get into uh, much later in the show, pitched unbelievable and held them and um, you know held them at 899. Uh, they were supposed to play yesterday afternoon twice. Uh, both games were postponed. The SEC quarterfinals against Amity and their regular season finale against North Brantford both got pushed back because of rain. Which is kind of a weird thing. They have a tournament game, but they also haven't finished the regular season, which is really important for their state rankings. Yes. So, so I mean, it's a game. They're going to try and get them both in today. Uh, yeah. It looks like that, that might happen. Uh, so either or. Uh, could be uh, 900 for Coach DeMeo. Um, I'll be at both, so if you want to follow along, I'll be you know at both games today, uh, this afternoon. Well, the great thing evening. about baseball, too, is you know, he didn't get his 900th against Xavier, but it turned into be a nice story for the Xavier kids. Yeah, unbelievable, great yeah. For, they've had, obviously, a rough season this year. Very but. rough season, and uh, you know for Liam Molescu, who finished his career with an unbelievable performance. I don't want to give it away because we're going to talk about it later. But, uh, spoiler alert. Know, yeah, spoilers. Um, but it was really <laughs> cool to see. You know, don't get me wrong. There was everyone in there. Everyone was at that game to see DeMeo win 600, uh, uh, 900. And, um, you know, Xavier, they, they're not going to say it, that they used it as an advantage, you know, as a as motivation. motivation sure, but course. they did. I mean, sure. every every media was there right. across the state. And, yeah. uh they weren't there to see him, uh, to see them. They weren't. And, uh, you know, you could say that they used that to their motivation. They played a really good game and ended a very long season on a very positive note. And, you know, nothing, you know, tip your cap 
uh, uh, to the Falcons for that. Right, because that's a team that it's not going states. It's not playing in the postseason at all. That was their was it? essentially their postseason. That was it. Um, so good for them. And you see a lot of that, you know, over the, over the last week where teams are actually <coughs> wrapping up their seasons. Teams, tons of kids have played their last game this yep. week. Uh, so shout out to all those seniors that are Absolutely. finishing this week. Yep. Because you know we're going to talk about the kids in the state tournament, but. There's so many good players that have played their last game, and, and obviously it's hard to give recognition to all of them, but Absolutely. We, we know what it's like to be a senior and to play your last yeah. game. So congratulations to all those kids on, on all their awesome yeah, careers. It doesn't, it doesn't get better uh, than playing you know, uh, high school ball. Uh, even when you get to play with your friends after when you're older, the body starts to hurt a little bit more, yeah. and it's just not as fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pain when you have to, yeah, when you have to ice your knees every time you uh, play a game. Yeah, there's a ratio to the more ice you use, the less fun you're having. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the poll real quick. Uh, you know, not a lot changed here. Uh, Preppers obviously still in number one team. Uh, Windsor jumped up uh, to a tie for number two with Staples. Well deserved. Yeah, they, they won four games in a row. They're sixteen. Four two. games in a, in a week where nobody played. Right. They were able to get four games in. So shout out to Windsor's, uh, you know, field crew. Yeah, it's amazing just that they played four games. They yeah. deserve to be moved up just for that. Uh, the, <laughs> the poll stayed kind of the same, same teams, and they're all... Uh, North Haven got in. They're probably uh, going to fall out. And then lost. They'll probably fall out. Uh, Cheshire got back in. Cheshire's been in and out all season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. The state tournament's going to start, and the poll's going to become irrelevant because we're going to yep. actually have a champion. Yeah, sure. We're going to have four champions. Four champions crowned in a few <coughs> weeks. So that... Once we get these conference tournaments out of the way and the state tournament starts next week, we really get into the meat of yeah. like the, the absolute best. Yeah, absolutely. Best and you know, we don't want to spoil next week's show, but next week's show we're going to go through the brackets when they're released yep. and kind of you know pick our winners and have a little fun with that. But just looking at the rankings, I mean, Double L is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, L is going to be a lot of fun. M is even going to be fun. They have a bunch of teams. And M and S is going to be fun too. Look, you look at a team like Chicago who went 19-1. and one, Yeah. Like... You know, that's something that um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can, um, you know, continue that through the regular uh, through the postseason. So, that, you know, each tournament is going to be fun and there's going to be so many different stories uh, that are going to that are going to happen. No one thought that Foran, uh, Foran, Foran was going to run the table last year as the last seat. No. No one thought that. And now at the end, you know, that was one of the best stories of the, of the school year. Absolutely. So, like, there's so many different things that are going to happen. It's going to be awesome. And it's and my it, favorite time of the Chappelle year. Chappelle definitely wanted to be undefeated. You obviously want to have that, you know, thing that you can say we were <coughs> unbeaten. Looking back, though, it's probably better to take a loss regular season and, and have that the, the taste of a loss in your mouth going into the postseason. Yeah. As opposed to being... There is a there's a fire, fire there's a fire drill going on in our office. We so we're gonna take it. We hope it's a drill. Um, we'll be right back. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we are back. We are back. We were evacuated from the building. <laughs> Peek out a little exercise on the stairs. Woo! We are back. <laughs> Thank God. There was no real fire. It was so hot outside. No. <laughs> There's no real fire, but we, we did see the sun. We did see the confirmed. sun, so that's good. Confirmed sun, so baseball fans, get ready for some baseball today. All right, let's get back into the uh, standout performances. Hopefully there'll be no more interruptions. Um, we talk about this kid all the time, but uh, Ben uh, DeLabelle. DeLabelle, I mean, tell me about this kid again. 12 strikeouts, 5 nothing win over Notre Dame-West Haven. Oh, and he didn't allow a hit. 
Right. Um, yeah, shout right. out Ben. Uh, ben. Ben is a fan of the program. Yeah. We are a fan of Ben. Yeah. Um, you know, so he spoils Notre Dame West Haven Senior Day with a 12 strikeout no hitter. Cheshire is really good. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're not not that they're not getting the love, but they swept Amity for the first time in 18 years. Awesome. And since, since 2000, they're just playing very well. Their pitching is stacked. Uh, I got to talk to Coach uh, Bill for the Notebook this week. Yeah. And uh, he just raves about their pitching, and they're getting timely hitting. I mean, even against Notre Dame West 7 the first time they played, they were down one nothing. Ben hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the sixth inning. Then, like I said, they beat Amity this week, and Ben came in and closed the door, struck out the side. So Cheshire is a team to watch, and they're not getting all the – they're not being talked about as much as I think they should be. They yeah. have 15 wins in the SEC. Yeah. You know, that's not, not an accident. No, they're really good. They yeah. are very the, good. the problem is there's a lot of really good teams this year. Yeah. So they're going to be in the mix. And look, at, and we're not going to, we think we're going to see them at the end of the state tournament. Absolutely. Like Cheshire, I, I would be very surprised if the Rams weren't, weren't playing late. Uh, we had two great performances from one game. Uh, Trumbull and Darian played in the FCAC quarterfinals. So Ben Farrell throws a no hitter <coughs> and loses the game one nothing to Henry Williams, who uh, is a pitcher who doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He's a junior pitcher in the FCAC. He's going to Duke. He threw a one hitter, ten strikeouts in eighty two pitches. Completely outdueled Ben Farrell. Uh, you know we'll get into this game a little more when we talk about the FCAC tournament, but uh, great <coughs> performance by both of those kids. That, in, in yeah, that game. I mean that's just an unbelievable game. Um, you know, hats off to both pitchers. Um, you know, Ben's going to be able to be like, hey, I threw a no-hitter in high school. <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, and, and, and we lost. We lost the game. <laughs> but, a couple uh, of errors. I mean, that, that's baseball, though. Yeah, right? that is. You know, you can't, you know, in a normal game, you might be able to get away with that. But when you're going up like a pitcher um, like that, you know, you can't you can't make those mistakes. And, and Henry Williams is not a kid that we've talked about a lot with a lot of great pitchers in the league. But he's a really, really solid kid. He doesn't, like, pin the radar gun the way some other guys yeah. do. But he throws strikes. He knows how to mix pitches. You great need, off-speed stuff. If you're going to pitch deep in the games with this new pitch count in seven innings of high yeah. school baseball, you need to throw strikes. And I'm not talking strikeout every batter. No, throw strikes. That you need to throw strikes. You need to get ground balls. You need to get pop-ups. And you need to work quickly and efficiently. He did that, obviously. And with 10 strikeouts on only 82 pitches, that's incredible. That's efficient. Yeah, because he, he's pitching the contact, but he's also getting people out uh, yep. with the whiff. Um I don't know if we've talked about this kid before, but Mike Burroughs. Absolutely not. You know, I had to put this on the list. He struck out 11 guys in five innings. That's more than two guys in an inning. I know. He, every time he goes out, he does something else amazing. We keep saying that you know, we want to mix in new kids, and then kids like, you know, Ben and Mike Burroughs just keep doing <laughs> things that we have to keep mentioning, you know? Yeah. Um, Kyle Alvarez at Lewis Mills. Uh, Unbelievable yeah. game for, yeah. for the for the Lewis Mills Spartans to beat uh, Chappaugh, give them their only loss of the year, yep. so shout out Kyle. Uh, then we had Jack D'Onofrio from Simsbury uh, through a complete game, two-hitter, 13 Ks. I think this is the second week in a row he's been on here for tossing a complete game. Yeah. Thir- again, 13 Ks in seven innings is and, and, You know, we keep seeing these names come up and up every week, and we know when the state tournament starts, these are some kids, these are the frontline stars that yep. everyone's going to have to deal with in the first round of that yep. tournament, and, and it's not going to be a picnic for yep. everybody. Uh, Connor Harris from Avon, he allowed three hits, had eight strikeouts, and a one nothing win over Bristol Central. Nice win for Avon up there. Another yeah. team we don't we don't obviously yeah. talk about a lot. Yeah, one anytime you can go, you can go the distance and uh, you know one nothing complete game. You pitched you pitched you know hell of a game. Uh, one team we have talked about is Hamden, but Jake Bassano. I don't think we've actually brought him up. Um, got his twenty fourth hit of the season this week. He's a freshman. Wow, breaks the uh, the freshman record held by Mike Ferret 
which was 23 hits, as far back as the Hamden records go. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how far that is, but 24 hits. I mean, yeah. he's on pace to have, and I'm sure he's going to surpass 24 hits before the, the year's over. He's on pace for over 100 hits. Yeah. You know, and that's an, for a kid to step in as a freshman and be as consistent as a contributor as he has been for Hamden is very impressive. Uh, another kid that we just can't stop <clears throat> mentioning because you can't stop performing, you know, obviously one of the best players in the state is Will Lucas. Uh, had a solo home run and then closed out the one nothing win over Hamden. Kind of did it all. Again. I mean, that's an impressive win. It's an impressive game by Hamden. Hamden played excellent in that game, but it's also a very impressive win by Fairfield Prep. Yeah. To 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 you know face that your last game, win a one nothing game, going you know you already clinched a one seed in both Double L and and the SECs to go in win a one nothing game shows a lot about the team. Yeah, they're winning blowouts and they're winning close games. Yeah. They are really good. Uh, Vince Camera <coughs> uh, had a two-run home run just to, uh, off Alex Price. Alex Price, as we've talked about before, is one of the best pitchers in the state. Yep. Uh, Camera got to him early, and then Ludlow just it. opened the floodgates. I mean, they won that game 18-3. to Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. I mean, we all thought Price was one of the best pitchers in the state, but as baseball goes sometimes, yeah. if you don't got it, you don't got exactly. it. Exactly, and Ludlow, they had a fight and claw, and they needed help to get in the FCX, and they got in, they made the most of their opportunity, and those are the teams that you don't want to face in the tournament. No. It's nothing against a team like Fairfield Prep, who went 19-1 and and has been preparing for the state title for the whole time, but having a team coming in, being playing baseball for the past... Month, you know what I mean? Yeah, must when win games. When they're, yeah, yeah they're must playing must-win game. games, and and they and they're hot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to play Fairfield Ludlow right now. Ludlow's the team, you know, that all season we kept saying, and Ludlow's pretty good too. You got to keep an eye on them. Yeah, you know, and then they snuck into the playoffs, and now they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Now they're back in the semifinals, yeah. and as we know, they've won that tournament <coughs> twice, uh, you know, in recent years. So uh, one more, uh, Ricky Torres from Ansonia. Big fan of Ricky. Yeah, complete game, one hitter, 10 strikeouts in the 12-1 win over Kennedy. Yeah, Ansonia has had an up-and-down year. Uh, Patrick Lynch, uh, alumni, is their first-year coach. Uh, they're, they might have a shot to get in Class M. They have seven wins. Yeah. Um, depends on how the point goes and, you know, whatever with the, with the CIAC and how they're going to do that. But that said, Ricky Torres... Pretty sure has six of their wins or five of their wins. Yeah. Uh, he's been unbelievable this year. He's only a junior. Um, and he, every game, every game he wins, he's pitching six or seven innings. He's striking out ten or more guys. He's allowing less than five hits. Uh, he doesn't get enough love, uh, even in the NVL, just because, you know, Ansoni kind of, they only have seven wins this year. But shout out Ricky Torres on an unbelievable season anyway. Yeah, he's going to be a state tournament. Just he. he a kid like that busts brackets. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's exactly. Just, you, so you, if, if you're going to face him in Class M, good luck. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the conference tournaments. Uh, the Reigns obviously wreaked havoc with these games. <coughs> it's helped us, though, because we were able to push our, our predictions back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can look dumb on a much bigger scale. Exactly. These horrible picks. Uh, but the SEC tournament, uh, the, they still have to play their quarterfinals. Um, but, you know, it's the usual suspects. Prep, Amity, North Haven... Uh, Hand, Branford, Cheshire. I mean, that is an awesome, yeah. awesome tournament. And I mean, Guilford, even, too. Even yeah. Hamden. Hamden and Prep. It's a rematch yeah. of the one nothing game the other day, and they're playing again. Anything can happen. And you know, you, it, honestly, if you look at those eight teams, and you do the same thing when you look at the FCAC tournament, when you look at the teams that make can make the playoffs, any of those teams can also win state championships. Yep. That's how good these, yep. these two leagues are down here. I don't think people who are outside the area always realize yeah. that these, these leagues are really, <coughs> really good. Yeah. I mean, Hamden could... Hamden could beat Prep. Uh, I sure. believe Tyler Osborne's pitching for Hamden today. He's been their ace all year. Uh, they could beat Prep. Guilford with Josh Rubino playing against Hand. Josh Rubino 
might be the best pitcher in the SEC this year. His numbers are ridiculous. And, and as we've said, baseball is not a great tournament for a one and done. Yeah. But it does open up the prospect that any team really can beat any other team. Yep. You don't feel that way when you go into a basketball tournament or a soccer tournament. Yeah. When you get in those early rounds, you kind of think, all right, there's obviously a mismatch here. Or, like, the better team will always they'll make adjustments at halftime. You know, you're always sitting there being, ah, it's only five points. Like, they'll turn it on. And right. they always do. Right. Baseball's not that way. Yeah. And, it, and it does cause the biggest upsets, at least on you know, paper-wise. Yeah, eight absolutely. Eight seeds beat one seeds, and, and no one's yeah. really surprised by it, you know. And baseball to win that many games in a row is hard enough to do as, as is. Yeah. Uh, the FCAC tournament, so... Oh, wait, we didn't pick our champions. Oh, you want to pick the SEC? Yeah, let's, let's pick, pick You want to pick a champion? Pick, let's pick. You have to pick a champion. Let's pick a champion. I will take uh, Amity. Why is that? Because they're Amity and they just win baseball tournaments. <laughs> so <laughs> Amity's my pick. Amity has never lost a uh, quarterfinals game in the SEC. Right. Never. Right. Ever. Right. Like never, ever, ever. Right. Unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go off the, not, not really crazy, but we talked about him a lot earlier in the show. I think I'm going to go with Cheshire. Cheshire? I think, yeah. I think they have, uh, three very good pitchers. They have Ben leading the way. They're confident. They're hot. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking the Cheshire Rams. Can't go wrong there. Nope. All, right, all right. So now let's get into the FCAC and we'll, we'll, we'll make a pick for each conference too. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. It's my bad. <laughs> um, so the final four teams here. We have all teams that have won championships in recent memory. Ludlow won in 2010, Staples won in 08, 09, and 11, Danbury in 2013, Darien in 2016. Darien and Trumbull played in the quarterfinals here. Both <coughs> teams always make the semis, and it took a one nothing guy losing a no-hitter for Darien to make their fourth straight semifinal. That's impressive. That is really like impressive. Uh, so we have to pick a winner here, too. I'm going to take Darien. Uh, I've said all season I really like Darien's depth at pitching. I really like the way the team's set up. Um, so I'm going to pick Darien to win the FCX. I'm going with Danbury. Wow. I think they have kind of flown under the radar this year in yeah. terms of every FCX team that's always talked about. You know, Richfield is unbelievable this season. Staples is Staples. Darien, the great pitching. Um, you know, St. Joe's was great at the beginning of the year. Trumbull, you always got to watch Trumbull. And Darien is kind of going by. They're the number three seed, and no one's really talking about them. So I'm going to go with the Hatters. I like that. Mainly thing. because I love their color scheme. And, you know, it's not a mistake that these same teams and same coaches are in the semifinals yeah. again. These teams that are the semifinalists have made six of the last ten champions in this league. It's the coaching. It's the systems that are yeah. in place. And obviously they're proving that they, that they work, you know. Yeah. Jack and, and what they're able to do at Staples, what Sean Radford's able to do at Danbury, what Mike Scott's yeah, doing. Sean's Dan. done. I mean, I saw Danbury at the beginning of the year, and they did not look good. Right. And they really got it together, and, and they have good pitching. Yep. You know, I mean, the Solomon brothers have really been pitching well. They got a spark plug in Javon Hernandez, who can do a lot of things. So, hey, I like that pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Good. <laughs> it's the best pick. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I love my own pick. <laughs> All right, ECC time. Uh, they're also in the quarters. Still, they haven't gotten to the quarters yet. Well, I think they're they're uh, yeah they're in the quarters. That's right. They had the playing round though, but they actually got that in. They got that in. Yeah. So, so they have. I mean, they had. Oh, was it thirteen teams made the tournament this year? There were a couple of buys. Yeah. Um. You know, they they they, they play one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, you know, big surprise. Montville losing to St. Bernard early. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm going to pick a team, uh, I'm going to go Waterford just because I, I've been on the Waterford you know bus all year. I'm not jumping off now. I think that I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, it's hard just to pick against Waterford right now. I think they're one of the top five teams in the state. 
Uh, no disrespect to the rest of the ECC, yeah. but I think Waterford's just a step above. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, Stonington won it last year as, yep. a, as a lower seed. So, I mean, anything's possible, but I'm not betting against uh, the Lancers. I wouldn't either. Uh, you know, East Lyman uh, had a nice win over New London. I think they could make some noise, but I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Waterford too. Yeah. Uh, NBL, um, they're in the quarters. Too. <coughs> yes, they're, they're starting today. Starting today, um, so everyone's going to be cramming these games. Yeah, in the well, States. there's yeah. an earlier game between Sacred Heart and Oxford earlier regular today. Season regular season yeah. game that has a lot of implications on the rankings. If Oxford wins, they're in, and they get Holy Cross later uh, Wednesday afternoon. If Oxford, if Sacred Heart beats Oxford, Naugatuck sneaks in at eight and plays Holy Cross. That said, you're playing Holy Cross either way. So, <laughs> uh, I think my pick here, though, Holy Cross, obviously a really good team. I'm going to take St. Paul. I think St. Paul's been really? under, underreported all season. That's fair. I don't think they've gotten the love they deserve. I think they got a little chip on their shoulder, and I think they want to win this this tournament big time to, to prove to everyone. But it's not just Holy Cross and everybody yeah. else. I don't think St. Paul's a bad pick. I don't yeah. even think picking Seymour or Woodland would be a bad pick. Right. But I'm going to go with Wolkett. I don't think there is wow, a yeah. hotter team in the NVL right now than Wolkett. Wolkett is 17-3. and three, Yeah. And they have been on fire. I'm pretty sure they're winners of eight, eight in a row, yeah. seven in a row. They are on fire, and that's what you need to be when you get into the tournaments. You need to have that confidence. You're playing well. I, I'm going to pick Wolkett. Wow. So no pick. No one picks Holy Cross. We don't go chalk there. We get. We take St. Paul and Walcott, the two and the three seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, SWC. Uh, they're also in the quarters, right? They're starting that mm-hmm. today. Um, so this league's been pretty good this year. Uh, pretty deep. Uh, Newtown's really, really been playing well. They've been playing very well too. I uh, mean, hard to hard to pick against Newtown here. Um, I think I will take the number one seed. It's, it stinks to take the number one seed. I think New Milford could also make a run. And I think Mastic, as we've talked about in the past, is, is a dangerous team. But I'm going to go Newtown, I think, with the SWC. I am going to, I'm not going to pick Newtown. Yeah. Um, one, because I don't want to pick the same one that you did. But also, I wasn't going to pick them before. I'm going to go with the Green Wave. Yeah. I'm going to go with New Milford. I think they've been playing very well all year. Uh, Notre Dame Fairfield is going to be a great opponent. I mean, you could argue in any of these tournaments the winner of the 4-5 game is taking the most momentum into the next game because that, yeah, on paper, is the hardest game. Yeah. Um, so I would t- I'm going to take New I'm going to take New Milford, but if New Milford loses, I think Notre Dame Fairfield could win it too. But I'm going with New Milford. That's it. S- signed and locked. New Milford is your pick. Signed. New Milford is my pick. That's my final answer. All right, uh, so coming up this week, obviously, we have the tournament games, yes. and then we have the seedings that will be coming out, I think, on Friday. They usually come out. I believe out. so. So we'll have those for us next rankings. week, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these tournament games should be fun. And look, <coughs> the conference tournaments, as we've talked about, don't mean anything for state rankings, no. but they're super important to the kids. They're super important to the teams. Especially if you win. I mean, you right. look at, you know, we talk about Amity a lot. But when you win a lot, you get to be talked about a lot. Yeah. But, you know, those years where Amity, yes, last year Amity was the number one seed and whatever. But it was the two years ago where they kind of sneak into the SECs. Then they win the SECs. Now they're hot. The state tournament was, you know, cake at that point. You right. know, they were playing well. You know, and that and you see that happens. But you also see it go the other way, especially yeah. with the SEAC teams. Yeah. You know, recently, I, I feel like if my memory serves me correctly, you win the SECs. You're not going that far in the state tournament, if, if recent memory serves me well. That's been happening. you know, and, and sometimes I think that happens where you put so much into winning the conference tournament, you can get a little burned, and it's hard to get go, rev it back up again yeah. when you get to the states. Whereas if you lose, you get a few days off, you're, the fire gets back in the yeah. belly. That's what happened to Staples last year. They got knocked out in the semis, had a little time before states. 
as Maybe opposed to Wilton, who won it and then yeah. was eliminated from the states fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but we think all these conference tournaments are going to be awesome. They're fun. Know. Get out and go. You know, FCX is uh, Thursday night at Cubetta. Yep. Uh, well, tonight's a semi at Cubetta. Double uh-huh. double header, five forty five and seven forty five. Cubetta Stadium down in Stanford's awesome place to watch a game. Love that place. The semis, I always find more exciting than the finals just because there's two games. And there's two but... games, yeah. And the other team will stay around to see who they're playing. That's always good. But uh, the SEC, final Thursday. Yeah. yeah. SEC's uh, championships are on Thursday. And then on Friday, we got SWC Championship, NVL Championship, Shoreline Championship, and the ECC Championship. Uh, all those times and dates, head over to Game Time CT. They probably will change because... Nothing is guaranteed at this point with this weather. But if you want to get updates on that, yeah. you can sign up for this new newsletter that Game Time CT has called The Whistle. The Whistle. And you will get emails in your uh, inbox every morning, inbox 8 a.m. morning, a newsletter 8 with all the games. It will have at least the up-to-date uh, yeah, schedule. Yeah, it will have the up-to-date schedule. As it is that but, day. Yeah, you know, everything's on Game Time. So, you know, if things change, come to us. We'll have everything uh, for you as well. So I don't want to say, oh, it'll be at this time, you know, at this place, because, you know, we all know that, that that's probably going to change. And we really hope that they just start playing baseball now and <coughs> yeah, there's no just, more weather for the rest of the week. If it doesn't rain till June 10th, I'll be very happy. That would be awesome. That would be just awesome. Finish the season off yeah. without me. <laughs> Actually, no, it could rain on June 12th when we film the uh, the last episode of the regular of the season. Yeah, maybe it'll snow. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> it hasn't snowed in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I went to Coke, got put away. But I don't know if it's actually safe to put away. I'm still wearing my jeans. It's fine. I know. You were very hot during the fire drill. All of a sudden, the, the sun was like baking. Oh, outside. my God. He regretted the jeans. That was awful. And we had to do the stairs. It was a whole thing. Oh, it was a whole, thing. whole thing. But like I said in my tweet, when the show is such fire, it's hard to set the fire drill. So fire. <laughs> a couple of fire emojis. All right, let's get into the dirt dog Dirt dog. Week. Uh, you saw this this game in person. Yeah, you saw this, this was game awesome. in person, so I'll take it away. Should we take a little drum roll? Oh, drum roll, yeah. Uh, Liam Malescu from yeah. Xavier, senior pitcher. Uh, you know, we talked about North Haven Xavier playing earlier this week. You know, Coach DeMeo is going for nine hundred. It's a big deal. Everyone, yeah. a lot of media outlets were there, and Liam was unbelievable. Yeah. Six and two thirds. He allowed four hits. He struck out nine batters. Had to come out of the game. Because of the pitch count. The kids not playing in the postseason let him go. What's the worst that can happen? Now, I understand the pitch count. I get that. Um, it was it was hard watching him have to be pulled off the mound. Uh, he even said after he you know, kind of sucked. Yeah. Uh, I don't really blame him. I know he is playing in college. I'm not really sure where, but I know he is playing at the next level. So he'll still be pitching. That said, unbelievable performance. Gritty. You know, look, Xavier only won five or six games. Rough season. Right? Rough season for them. Uh, not a lot of things went their way. And for him to go out in a game that meant nothing to his team, like for their record wise. Right, they're not playing the postseason. It meant everything for North Haven. There was countless media outlets there. And he went out and was like, all right, whatever, I don't care. And he went out, he won the game, he pitched excellent. He kept his team in the game, he kept North Haven off the board, got out of some jams, and his team got him to hit late in the top of the seventh inning. He got the win. And you know what? It was really cool being saying after the game and, and you know, inter- talking to him after the game, talking to his coach, hanging out with the team for a little bit after the game. They were so happy that they were able to leave on a note like that. And uh, to be honest with you, that is one of the coolest parts of our job Yeah, is seeing something like that that 
when you look at the CIAC, you know, the rankings, and you see Xavier goes from five to six wins, like, who cares? Right. But to be there on that field that day with those kids and see how happy they were to, to end a season on such a high note with everybody there. I mean, there was more people at that baseball game than I've ever seen at a regular season game. And there's a lot of reason why. Yeah, of course. But to see him go out and not be phased by it and kind of make it his own was one of the cooler moments I've seen this season. Obviously, that kid wants to be playing the postseason. When you play in the postseason, though, you do not know when your season's going to end. Yeah. Like, you don't know going into the game. You think you're going to win. You want to win. Yeah. When you go into a game like that, he knew that was his last time on a high school mound. He could put everything into it. Yep. It's an incredibly special moment. You know that if you've ever played high school yep. sports. So knowing that it's coming is a little different. Like the, the sudden endings that you get in the state tournament are rough. Yeah. Like really, really rough. Yeah. This kid could actually celebrate. He won his last game as on the high school mound. Like Un- unbelievable. Because if, if you don't make the tournament, if you do <coughs> make the tournament, most people's final game is a loss. Yeah. You lose that game. Yep. Only four teams win the state tournament game. So mm-hmm. everyone else loses their last game. This is an incredibly unique experience and awesome, awesome for that kid. And so glad that Xavier got to have some good feelings yeah. after what to was really a, a rough year. It was year a very rough year for them. But it was great to see. I, you know, we have to be unbiased and, you know, you know, do our jobs. But I, I it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And I was really happy for, for Liam and the, uh, and the rest of the Falcons. And that's covering high school sports. We get unexpected things like that all the time. Like you said, everyone's there to watch <coughs> DeMeo get his 900th win. And this kid just pulls out an absolute gem. It's this incredible moment. You get to talk to him after the game. I mean, that's why we love to do this yeah. job is the things that you don't expect. Yeah, he even got a little Gatorade bath after, which was awesome. kind of cool. So, yeah, it was they so were cool. Psyched. I'm so, but they did it. So Coach DeMeo, um, the radio host, was doing the, other the game. Coach yeah, the other Coach DeMeo was doing the radio, and his guy was interviewing him after the game, and they and they hit him with the Gatorade bath. <laughs> and then when I was like, uh, I was interviewing him next, and I was like. I turned to the kids. I was like, you do not throw water on me. I go, not to be rude, but I have my camera. I have my laptop in my bag. I have to go write this game in my car. And I have my, like, digit. I have, like, my photography camera. I'm like, do not throw water on me. I will not be happy. <laughs> so I'm glad they did the Gatorade bath. I'm just glad it wasn't on me. By all means, dump the Gatorade on the kid. Don't get us wet. Because <laughs> we don't have a change of clothes. No, we never do. And we do, we sit in the car and write the games <laughs> yeah. of the video. And if my, the, if the inside of my car smells like Gatorade, I'm not going to be that. It smells like a lot of things, but it doesn't want to smell like Gatorade. Yeah, the hockey equipment will do that. Oh, God. All right, so listen, we are going to be back next week. We will be talking state tournaments. Uh, again, send us your dirt dogs from the conference yeah, tournament. We're going to be at a lot of games, too. Yeah, we're going to be at a lot of games. We're going to have a lot of games covered between Pete and I and between everyone else that we have at game time and at all their local papers. Uh, so we're going to have a ton to talk about next yeah. week. Uh, good luck to all the teams that are playing in conference tournaments. Yep. We know this is a really special time of year yeah, for you Yeah, enjoy it, you know. But I think next week with the state tournaments, you know, we'll talk. But maybe we'll give our – we'll pick our final four in the winners. Yeah. May, or maybe we go through the whole bracket. Wow. That's a little crazy. I think we might go in our we final might just fours. go final fours. Final fours. Maybe we'll just go final but, fours uh, and, and winners. Yeah. And, and maybe <laughs> some first-round upsets, something like that. Yeah, and make sure to head over to game time when the when the brackets are released. Yeah. They will be there for all the sports. And Friday morning, Pete and I will be on Twitter discussing the brackets. As soon as they come out, we'll be posting them. Yes. Uh, we, we will be on top of it. You guys can be on top of it. Uh, so listen, thanks for joining us again this week. We had an awesome, awesome podcast. Great show. Remember, kids, keep your gloves down. Don't ruin the game for your friends. For High and Tight, I'm Scott. I'm Pete. See ya. Later.